Welcome to your Optimal Personal Economy podcast with Justin Bennett. Your personal economy is your ability to create, protect, preserve, and utilize your wealth, your financial world. Justin will share strategies and stories to help you optimize your personal economy. Now, on to the show with Justin Bennett and co-host Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to episode number 16 with Justin Bennett. Today, Justin is going to talk about how everything is different now. Justin? Yeah, to appreciate this topic and this conversation, Matt, I think it's important to distinguish two different generations, okay? So we're talking about, let's call it Generation A, which is the generation that maybe started working in the mid to late 1970s, and then Generation B that started working in, let's call it the early 2000s. And so what I like to point out is that the way of thinking for Generation B has to be different than the way of thinking for Generation A. And simply put, it's because there's three variables that are dramatically different for Generation B that were present for Generation A that are not present for Generation B. And so I would start off by saying for those that happen to fall into that Generation A category, there was quite a bit of opportunity and fortunate wealth which was a direct result of three things. Number one, there were pretty high interest rates. So the banks were actually paying relatively attractive interest rates on CDs and money market accounts. And so people were laddering CDs, three-month, six-month, nine-month CDs and renewing them. And you know, although the interest rates were slowly sliding, the reality was that people did take advantage of you know, high interest rate environment. So that's number one. Number two, there was a fairly robust bull market in the stock market. And so people, you know, kind of went through a period of time where they couldn't they couldn't lose. They couldn't miss. And so there was a strong reliance on a very, very bullish stock market. And then number three in Generation A was a very, very hot and attractive and robust real estate market. So people's primary homes were moving in value from 500,000 to a million over a relatively short amount of time. And so therefore people were looking at their homes and treating their homes as though it was an investment. And ultimately it's going to be part of their retirement. And so when you think back and you recognize that those three things, high interest rates, a very bullish stock market, and a very aggressively increasing real estate uh, marketplace was present for that generation, you know, those three are not present for the current generation or the generation B, the generation that started working in the late, or I should say the early 2000s. So the way in which money decisions and the thought process around planning for generation B just by purely understanding the different times and how things were different has to be different. And so, you know, you can't go to the bank today and get you know, high interest rates or any interest rates for that matter. Although the stock market is is pretty robust since the 0809 correction, there was, you know, the the 2001.com correction and then the 0809 financial credit crisis. So, there were two pretty big corrections in the stock market and real estate values, although they're you know, maybe going up modest certain pockets, they're going up two, three percent, give or take. So I think what happens is people need to be more focused in generation B on the things that they can control. 
And that is an area that we spend a lot of time on. And the things that they can control is deployment of cash flow. And it's really savings rate. So it's being focused on their ability to create discipline and structure to be able to save new money and move their attention away from things that the previous generation had that this current generation doesn't really have. So we need to be able to recognize that we're in a totally different time today than we were back you know, years ago. And so therefore, our approach to planning, our mindset, our expectations, our outlook has to be dramatically different. Because if we try to take the same approach, uh, we're going to come up way different with respect to results than what the previous generation did. So I think a lot of Matt, what we do for our clients that happens to fall into this generation B, because we do some work with those that happen to fall into generation A. And, you know, that is always interesting work because it does involve this backstory, this context that we're sharing on this podcast. But, you know, a lot of our work is also done in generation B. And so we start to have these conversations and formulate the way in which people think about money, their paradigm around money, their paradigm around planning, and how it just simply has to be different in order to create the results that they ultimately want. So does that make sense, Matt, when we kind of, you know, compare the two generations? It, it really does. And it, it's a, I think it's a wake up call for both generations to kind of reset their perspective. And I'm, I'm glad that you've taken time to do that today. Absolutely. And it's not generation B doesn't have to be those that necessarily started working in the early 2000s, but it could be those that are, let's say right now, really in stride in their career. And, you know, they could be in their mid to late 40s now and really starting to, you know, get to a point in time where they're creating some some fairly attractive income as a result of the work that they do. And what becomes so critical is how to deploy that income onto their balance sheet to create the and produce the results in a strategic way that ultimately will make them satisfied when they arrive at their end game. And you uncover this through your planning process with either generation, correct? Absolutely. I think it's been, you know, over the many years of doing this, it's a conclusion that we at Bennett Financial have learned just simply by observation and having high levels of awareness of how the marketplace has, you know, certainly shifted. And then just being able to uh, categorize these two separate generations and understand how it applies then to this whole planning conversation, this this planning process that we take our clients through called a lifetime financial discipline. And with that, I think you have really shown in a very short period of time how everything really is different now. Any closing thoughts or any sort of thing that you want anybody to do uh, if they notice or if they realize that, oh my goodness, what Justin's talking about is incredibly applicable to who I am and what I'm doing. Is there a way that they should reach out to you or help us with that? They can certainly learn more about what we're about, either through our white paper, which speaks to various principles that we educate clients on. They could check out our our website. They can check out all of our social media posts, which are going out on an ongoing basis. And they are certainly welcome to contact us and have a conversation and see how we may be of value to them in their planning. That's wonderful. Well, Justin, any other closing thoughts today? Just the thought process that ultimately is tied to investment return, which is history is no indication of future performance. I would say that as it relates to planning on a more broad global macro scale, 
history is no indication on how you should focus your planning on a forward-looking basis. And this has been episode number 16 with Justin Bennett. Everything is different now. Thank you very much, and we'll see you again for episode 17 very soon. Thanks, Matt.